those of you that haven't been here the last uh, three weeks or whatever, um, I want to encourage you to go and listen to some of the YouTube videos. Everything gets recorded, so it's on there. We've been dealing with the most important person on the planet, and that is not yourself. <laughs> Who's the most important person on the planet? Is the Holy Spirit. He's more important than any organization. He's wiser than any other any person. In fact, all wisdom put together, he's more wise than that. You can put a million professors together, he's wiser than all the professors put together. So he's the person that we are to inquire in <laughs> to, to, to inquire of in life at all times. I wrote here, the Holy Spirit is the person Jesus sent to complete the job of God on earth through you and I as his church. Do you know that? Jesus left. The beautiful thing is the Holy Spirit is sent and he's poured out with out measure. Now the key is, does he have a place? Can he find a place in your heart? And have you made room in, his, in your heart for him? Because he wants to be the dominating presence, not just in this congregation, but in your life, in your home. Amen? And I want to encourage you, may that be the case in your life. You know, you hear many people saying, gee, if only I could just sit down with the Lord Jesus and just talk with him. Who, who would like that? Yeah? But you have the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Paul says, I, Paul says, I knew Jesus. Did he know him in the flesh? Hey? No. no. Did he know him in the spirit? Yes. Even better than Peter and those guys. Why? Because he was so connected with the Holy Spirit. Sadly, probably the most ignored person in the church today, I'm talking universal church, is the Holy Spirit. Hello? Probably the most ignored person in the in the worldwide church today is the Holy Spirit. And when you ignore the Holy Spirit in the church or in your life, all you do is practicing religion. And I don't want to be part of religion. I want to be part of an intimate fellowship that loves the Lord Jesus Christ and is known. That group of people, they love the Lord Jesus Christ. Not that group of, they're religious. I'm not interested in that. Do you want to be known as a religious person? Hey? Who sometimes someone says to you, oh, but you're a religious person. Who's <laughs> Do you enjoy it if they say that to you? Absolutely awesome. I don't want to be known as a religious person. I want to be known as a godly person, a place where the Holy Spirit resides. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 and it says there, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. What do you know this as? The benediction. If you've grown up in a mainline church or you've been there, they often quote this, right? Every single Sunday. Do you even do people even know what it's saying? It's just words. It's just rhetoric. It's the same as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, and then you say to them, uh, "Can the Lord lead you into temptation?" Uh, no. I said, please say the Lord's Prayer again. Then they flummox. Then they, oh, why? Because we, we are so, we become so indoctrinated to just say things, yet we don't even understand the depth of what has been said there. Have you ever taken that passage and actually broken it up and said, let me see actually what it's saying? I'm going to do that a little bit today. Point one, we all need 
fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, look at, look at that scripture. It's an amazing passage. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are saved by grace. Through who? The finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. You didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. It is by grace you are saved. Through who? Not the Father. Not the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus. And many people in the church, or sorry, in the world today, they ride on the grace of God. I repeat it. Many people in the church today that call themselves Christians ride on the grace of God. If you talk to many people out there, they, you say, well, if you die, where are you going to go? They're going to say they go to heaven, but you know, they never fellowship. They're never part of a body. They don't speak to God or seldom do. Am I right? Yeah? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it carries on there and it says the love of God. Why the love of God? How did God love you and I here? He gave His one and only Son. That is ultimate love. If you have a child, you know. You ain't giving that child up for anyone. Hello? I've had that before where I speak into God and he talks to me about giving up my one. You want to... <coughs> Hello? I don't know if any of you have ever spoken to God like that and you chat and suddenly he talks like that. Like Abraham. Put your child on the altar. Does he actually want that to happen in reality? No. But in your heart, yes. Why? So that he is number one. That your love for him... That's why he says, unless you hate your, your mother and father and your children, you, you're not worthy of me. It's not that you hate them, it's that your love for God is so much higher than your love for anyone else. That's why he challenges us in that regard. And here it says, in the love of God, the, the, the unconditional love, that he loves you so much that he's willing to give, you, give his only son for you. While you were yet sinners, not... Now that you, you know, you're on a journey of becoming more and more like Him. No, while you were yet sinners, that is unconditional love. May we understand the unconditional love of God. And then it carries on and it says there, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And we all in the church of Jesus Christ need to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. On a daily basis. Some translations say the partnership of the Holy Spirit. Some say, you, if you go down to the next scripture, you can read it there. Some say partnership. Some say communion. So there's different translations, yet they mean the same thing. We need to have intimate fellowship, communion, partnership with the Holy Spirit. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you need to learn to flow with the Holy Spirit. You need to pursue a relationship with Him. Hello? It's not God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I'm not downing the Bible. I love the Bible. But all it is, is directing us to God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That we can know them better and understand them better. We need to have fellowship.
with the Holy Spirit. He's poured out without measure. And He desires for us to commune with Him. He desires for us to partner with Him. He desires for us to (coughs) have intimacy with Him. Who of you can share some amazing intimate moments that you've had with the Holy Spirit? I think all of us, most of us, should be able to share times that we've had. You know, sometimes I, you know, I was just thinking about some examples, and you know, you think about things and you remember past things. I remember the once uh, preaching, and after preaching, I got on the, the the road down here, and then I hiked. I was doing my masters in Cape Town about twenty years ago, more a little bit more than that, and then I'm going to hike to Cape Town because the next day this they carry on with the course. So now. I don't know what happened. I remember staying up very late, like to 2 o'clock. So I was tired. Then I got to Joburg in the afternoon and I said to the Holy Spirit, please, you know, I'm exhausted. Please, you know, now he's my friend. So I said to him, listen, and I'm communion with you and I'm saying, you know, I really need, please, won't you organize me a lift all the way down to Cape Town. No breaks. And I said, I would love to be able to lie down the whole way and sleep. And so Vrachis, a truck stops there, he has the cab, there's this, I've, I'd, I've never seen a truck like this before, but here is, here is this, a bed, a bunk bed, and behind this is a, is a horse. So the guy stops, he says, listen, he's not going to be going very fast, about 120, 130, which is not a bad speed. He said, but I only have space here in this section, but you can lie and sleep here. I said, no, that will do just fine. Thank you very much. So there, God gives me a bed, and I lie the whole way, dead to Cape Town, fresh, boom, on time, no problem. That is because God can orchestrate things on your behalf when you have intimate fellowship with Him. And I know many of you can share examples, and I want to encourage you. Have have intimacy with Him. Talk to Him. Tell Him how you feel. Say, I... I really don't want this or this is happening. Please, I need you to do What should I do here? He has ultimate wisdom and he can even change situations on your behalf. Number two, we, are all to ha- we all have the privilege of secret information. How awesome is that? How spoiled are we? Do you know that you have the privilege of secret information that he can bestow in your life. Luke 2 verse 26. It has been revealed to him, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Simon was a devout follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible, if you go and read a bit before that, it says a devout. What does devout mean? Dedicated, committed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, and the Holy Spirit says to him, don't worry, you'll see the, it's your yearning heart's desire, I will grant you this. You can chill out, you can relax. How awesome is that, hey? That God can say to you, listen, don't worry, I've got this under control. I will grant you your wish. Do you know that you can have that? And I can share with you many examples in that, in that, in that respect. Many, 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 many. 
I'll give you some more Bible examples. Acts 16 verse 2. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept, having been kept or prevented or stopped by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word of God in the province of Asia. And there are some times that you need to say, Holy Spirit, if this is not meant for me, I pray that you would stop this, that you would prevent this, that you, in which, did he put a gate in front of them? Did he just make sure that things worked out that they couldn't? Irrespective of how he does it, you don't care. Right? The thing is, if you do not want me to do this, will you make sure, even if I am hard of hearing, will you please make sure that I do not do this? But rather, teach me to be sensitive to your leading and to your prompting that I can hear you clearly when you say no. And sometimes the Holy Spirit says no to us in different ways. Sometimes he has to use other people, sometimes circumstances, whatever the case may be, we don't care as long as we are in his perfect will. And that needs to be our heart attitude. I want to yield to your leading in my life, (laughs) no matter what. Acts 20 verse 23. Listen to this. Paul saying, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardship are facing me. Who of you would enjoy that word coming to you by the Holy Spirit? Hey? Listen, my friend, you need to know that you're going to go to prison soon. Any of you would like that message? Who of you here would say, get behind me, Satan? Or would you be so in tune... That when the Holy Spirit says it, you know this is God speaking. Who of you have had God speak to you and you know this is God, but you you don't want it, but eventually you say, okay, not my will, but thy will be done. That is when you know you're getting to a point of maturity. And here Paul says, the Holy Spirit warns me. He tells me I'm going to go through a tough time. He even warns me and tells me I'm going to go to prison. Now, who of you would be like Job and turn the other way and run this as 180? Eh? Yet he knew this was part of God's plan for his life. We wouldn't have had most of the New Testament today if he was rebellious and went a 180. Do you realize that? Thank God for a man that was willing to yield to the Holy Spirit. I remember when I, I took Anshin out for... Before I got married, I took her out on a date, and we, we, it was from 10 o'clock until 4 o'clock. She had to go and study. 10 o'clock in the morning, I took her out for tea. Eventually, she's hungry. She's, oh, I'm getting hungry. I said, oh, you want something to eat? Now, we obviously connected, and we enjoyed one another's company. So we went, eventually we went and ate, and um, yeah, there were things that I liked about her and that. And the one thing she said to me that, I listened carefully because now you must know I'm in the ministry. I'm a pastor. I've planted this church, and now I want to. I have to marry the right person. I can't just. I need to know this person loves God with all their heart. They need to hear the voice of God, etc., etc. I've got criteria. Then she tells me, "No, God told her that He's going to take her granny." Who wants to hear that? Hello. Most people I know. Oh no! Let's go lay hands on my granny now. She knew the voice of the Holy Spirit. She knew. The Holy Spirit had said, listen, I'm 
Prepare your heart. I'm going to tell you, because she was very close to her grand. So I said, oh, uh, is she sick? No, not at all. I said, but why do you say that? No, because God told me. I said, okay. Now I keep this here, and I think, okay, now, obviously for me, this is a fleece, because God knows this is one of the criteria that I need to know for me to be at peace. God did it, not just for me to, but for me to know that this is the woman for me. So she tells her, and she said, but I told my mom, and she doesn't want to listen to me. So she found, so I said, okay, well, I'm, this was on a Wednesday, I took her again out on the Friday, and then I went down to Cape Town. So I said, if, you know, now, I I don't want to, I mean, I've just got to meet meet the girl now, I don't want to seem for a device, so I say, if if something does happen, just let me know, give me a buzz. She phones her mom and tells her, listen, this is what, so mom says, oh no man, there's nothing wrong. So she said, listen, I'm telling you, you better come, God is going to take her. Thank goodness your mom listened. And on uh, Tuesday, Anshin phoned me, and this was nice. I thought, oh, she likes me. And then she phoned me, I just, you asked me to phone you, so I'm just telling you that my grand's passed away. Immediately I know, wow, thank you God. This woman knows the voice of God. Then I say, oh, I'm very sorry, and obviously the condolences, because she's close to her grand. But do you understand how nice it is when you're in an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and you're in an intimate relationship with some person here on planet and he tells you, listen, I'm going to take this person now. How much freedom there is that even though you love your grand, you're already prepared in your heart. So when it comes, it's not this massive slap in the face shock. Hello? Do you know that God can warn you when he's taking your spouse or your child or whoever? Do you know that? We, are, we as his children sit in an incredibly privileged position because we can have secret information before the time. How awesome is that? Did you ever think like that? Hey? I remember when Kian was diagnosed with cancer. We, one of our things was, God, are you going to take him? We want to know now. If not, what is the process? What are you saying to us? Either way, we love you and serve you no matter what. And let me tell you to say that's not easy. But when he gives you secret information and he says, no, my son, this is what's happening, then you immediately have freedom. And how liberating is that? You know how much easier life is when you have that? It's like we are spoiled. And you know what? That access to that secret information is available to every single one of us. But we have to have an intimate fellowship with him, a partnership with him. Not a casual relationship, but an intimate communion. And that takes time, and that takes effort. Number three, we all need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to be in tune with Him. Because if we're not, when the purple comes, it's going to hit that fan. Instead of us being able to move and it miss us, it's going to splat, hit us full on. Acts 15 verse 28 says, (coughs) It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us 
and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. And it carries on. You can go and read that in your own time. My point here is they were so in tune with the Holy Spirit. They, it's almost that, can you represent the Holy Spirit without Him even speaking? Because you are so in tune with Him. Can you? This is what took place here. They were in partnership and they were in tune with the Holy Spirit that when he, when they made, uh, there were times where Paul says, I, not God. Have you read that in the Bible? See? Because he, because he says, I also have the Spirit of God and God has not told me yet, I think this would be wisdom. And God even allows him to put it in the scriptures. How amazing is that? That is what you call in tune and in partnership with God. He wants us to be in tune with Him. In such partnership that no matter what happens in our lives, we can, we can be so in tune that we can say, I believe in this situation, this is what we should do. But the Holy Spirit has not yet spoken. Yet because you're in tune with Him, you know what He would want. Tell me your spouse. When they, when you're in a room with your spouse and something happens and you look at them, do you know what they're thinking? Oh, you do? How is that? How is that possible? Why? Because of what reason? Because of intimate relationship. You know what they're thinking. You want to laugh in your heart because you know exactly what they're thinking and what they would do in this situation. Why? Because you can read them. Why? Because you have intimate relationship. You're in tune with your spouse. That is how in tune we need to be with the Holy Spirit. And this is what He's desiring and yearning. That we are in tune with Him. I, was, I, I remember when I was traveling overseas, I was in France and I said to God, yeah, I would really love to go and see Obama guy. You have you seen the passion? Who's seen the the Passionspieler, the Passion Play, in Obama guy in Germany? Anyone? None of you. Oh shame! I don't know about now, but at that point there, you had to like you had to book like two years in advance, or you just don't get a seat. And now I'm in France, and I say to God, um, I'm talking and I'm saying to him, I want to go and see this. And so now. Human wisdom, you think, well, you know, everyone says to you, I mean, I'd already done my research when I was here. They, they say you'll never, ever get in. Never. Takes you, you need to book at least a minimum of two years in advance. Over 2,000 people seated there, you just will not get in. You have to book years in advance. So I'm telling God, listen, I want to, so I go and see the, I use my human intellect and wisdom, and I go and see an agent, and they say, there's no way you'll get in. Booked out years in Oaxaca. So now I'm talking to God, and he says to me, go. Now I'm in France, and it's at the bottom end of Germany. It's far. Let me tell you, it's far. It's very far. And he says, go, you, go. I'll get you in. And so I went. I think it took me a day or two to get there. The next day, or the day after that, I was watching it. But that's because I was in tune with him. That when he says go, I mean, who of you going to travel from here to Cape Town unless you know an appointment that you have for a day is 
not going to materialize. You're not going to do that, right? Everyone says, you, you need to know that this is what he's saying. So, and I knew, so I went. And I went and I watched it. It was awesome. But because I was in tune with him, and I want to encourage you, all of us, every single one of us, need to learn more and more to submit to him and be in tune with him. The same with buying this building. Do you remember that? When I was in the hall, I said, God, one day he's going to give us this building. That's not arrogant speaking. That's just relaying what I had heard from the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to give you this building. And he did. He literally gave us. And and even when I said it, I thought, how is that possible? We have no rich people in this congregation. Who's going to give you just like that a million or whatever the case may be? It's just not. And it literally happened like that. How God gave us this place. And it makes us bold when we're in tune with him that we can say statements that we think, Yo, in the natural, this is crazy. This is, you shouldn't even be saying this. Yet you can say it because you know it is coming from someone with secret information who you're in tune with. And hence you can speak with boldness and with authority. And then lastly, we all need to realize that life is meaningless without the Holy Spirit. And I want us all to come to this point every one of us, that we will be like David, who said, do not cast, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit with me, that for you and I, as kingdom citizens, as lovers of the Lord, that we would have the same, you can take anything from me, you can take the farm, my farm, you can take my car, you can take my caravan, you can take my boat, you can take, but do not take or cast your Holy Spirit from me, because that would be the end. And that is what I believe was so traumatic for Jesus on the cross. When, when the Spirit, because now he has the sin of the world and the Spirit withdraws himself. And I think that for him was just, it was too much. And I think that, I, I believe that that needs to be the case with our lives. That you can take anything, but do not take your presence from me. Because that is what I need. And I pray that you would be encouraged to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with him. That you would say, Lord, share the secret things. There are, you know there are many secrets that you and I still don't know. That, are, that you will find in the secret place with him. That he will reveal to you. And he will reveal to maybe only you. But you will have to earnestly seek him. And he'll share it with you. There are many secrets that God still wants to share with his church. That we don't even know about. But you do not get them through casually seeking. Who of you have studied the scriptures and you suddenly, something wakes up and you, wow, I never saw this. Hello? That's a secret thing that he's wanting to, and there are many, many secret things. And you know what? There are even secret things in our everyday life that he wants to reveal to you. Secret business plans, secret relationships that he wants you to draw people into God's kingdom. There are many secret things that he has in store for you. But you have to, you and I have to pursue him. We have to say, I need intimate partnership with you. I'm your partner. And because I'm your partner, I believe that the Holy Spirit would do this or say this. And you can confidently, just like they did, they said, it seems good to us in the Holy Spirit. 
Oh, did the Holy Spirit say, so? no, no, it just seems like that. You know, I just feel this is the right thing to do. Yeah, but why do you say that? No, many times my wife, she'll say to me, I don't, I feel this. I say, is God saying that? No, I don't know, I just feel. And you need to sometimes yield to those, if you want to call it these gut feelings. You need to submit to what God is saying. Because often that is him speaking. So, may you pursue intimate fellowship with him. Because you, you are privileged in that you can have secret information. And may we become in tune with him and realize that life is meaningless without intimacy with him. If you don't have intimacy with him, all you're doing is playing religion. And I'm not interested in playing religion. Are you? Amen. Father, I thank you for every precious soul that is in this place. And those watching via YouTube or iTunes, I pray your blessing upon every one of us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us to pursue intimacy with you. Our desire is to know you. Our desire is to know the secret things of God. We want you to come and reveal things to us that are hidden. But even beyond that, we want to know you. We want to be in tune with you. We want to be in partnership with you. We want to be in communion with you. We want to know what it means to know you, to understand you. We want to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, but with intim- in intimacy with you, in fellowship with you, in partnership with you, in communion with you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that n- we would continuously, continuously choose to yield to you and to your prompting and to your leading and to your guidance. Would you come and unstop our eyes that we would see what you're wanting to show us and unstop our ears that we would hear what you're wanting to say to us and that we would be known as a group of people that are godly, that submit to the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would use us for your kingdom and for your namesake. We pray this in your precious name. We want you to know that we choose to serve you with everything that is within us for all of our days, irrespective of what comes or goes. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. And amen.